Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Chris, and this is Business by the Books. Welcome to Business by the Books, where we believe that leaders are readers. So if you are not reading, you are not leading. This is episode 19, and this week we are covering a very famous book, The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And that's by Charles Duhigg. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. And uh, it was published in 2012, but honestly, I feel like every time I walk into a bookstore, this is like, this is here. So what, hello, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, we're giving a little in-depth perspective into business by the books, but we pre-film, and it has been a while since we pre-filmed, so this is like... You've gotten married. And I've gotten married Yeah, lots happened. Yes, so, yes, so I got married August 7th, so by the time you're listening to this, this should be like beginning, mid-October, so we're way behind, Uh, but it's fine. So, yes, we uh, are getting back in the groove of things, but this is a good book to get us back into the groove of our routine. So, yes, so to kind of tell us about this book, Daddy, and and kind of how it's influenced you. Yeah, so I think if you uh, kind of look at your own life and, you know, kind of study people around you, we all have habits. You know, we have ways that we do things. As a matter of fact, we were sitting there at dinner last night, you know, and Matt um, and I were laughing that we could eat the same thing every meal. Yep. Right? I could literally eat chicken, baked potato with butter and cheddar cheese, a biscuit, and either green beans and salad for the rest of my life, oh, and I would be completely fine. I just can't fathom. <laughs> I just can't. I, yeah, and Matt is my husband, by the way, for those of you who don't know. And yeah, he's I, an engineer too. Maybe it's an yeah, engineering yeah, thing. Yeah. Y'all just in now. I like ways. other stuff like yeah. pizza and like steak and you know shrimp and all those things. But there's just something about consistency. And to yeah. be honest with you, as an engineer. You want engineers who are consistent, right? Yeah. Like if you're designing an airplane wing, you don't want the engineers coming in one day going, hey, I think I got a new design for an airplane wing, yeah. right? So so there's, a, there's an importance. But one of the things I really like about this book, and we're going to explore a lot of it today, is that part of the key in life is to learn how to do something well and develop a habit. I mean, I think about golf, and you look at guys who are really mm. good golfers, and you know, like Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholson. I mean, there's... There's a lot of long, long line of, of golfers mm-hmm. over the years, but they consistently do the same thing every time, right? And so this book does a great job with a lot of stories about talking about the power of habit. So one of the things that I think is really important in life is for you to do that individually, but as a leader in your organization, if you can demonstrate the benefit and the power of habit, then you can get other people to learn how to do those things as well. Yeah. And that way you're not always reinventing the wheel every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because well, you're creating consistency, not only within your own life, but you're getting, you're giving the people you're working with an expectation of the quality right, and right. the service and all that stuff that you're doing. So that's awesome. Sweet. Um, yeah, so... I mean, what was your favorite part about this book? Because I know, I know you've talked about it is, it is a hefty book, yeah. and there's a lot, there's a of, lot of data, a lot of data, a lot yeah. of statistics. You know, we're going in the middle of COVID, you know, and if you like statistics or you don't like statistics, you're getting inundated. Yeah. So one of the things that that to me is like if we could if we could poll a hundred people, and let's just take a wide range of ages. I mean, I'll be fifty-two this month, you know, and you're going to be twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So if you take the twenty all the way to the fifties, maybe the sixty-year-olds, and you take a hundred people, and you ask people, 
you know, what defines success and what does it take to be successful, you're likely, if you've got 100 people, to get 100 different answers. Mm -hmm. So in some regards, being successful is elusive. And so I think I love football. I know mm -hmm. a lot of Americans love football. And you think about co coaches like uh, Coach Saban, you know, and you think about just the dynasty that he has built. Uh, had breakfast this morning with the guy, and we're talking about Bill Belichick, you know, and just the dynasty that these guys build. But what happens is very few people achieve that level of success. But if you look at those gentlemen, they have developed a very consistent pattern. So I, I would imagine all, the, all year long, you can say, what are you doing in May? Well, I'm doing the same thing this May that I did the past 10 Mays. Mm -hmm. So part of the key in life in a book like this helps you is figure out what does it take to be successful, right? So, so like I think about kind of in my life in business is I think over the past 20 years, the things I've learned how to do in terms of building relationships, being strategic, learning to listen, learning to anticipate where things are going, I've developed habits that have, have occurred, oh, it's taken many, many years to get to this point, but once you learn how to do it, you can teach other people and you can, as they say, rinse and repeat, right? Yeah. You can start this process. So I think if we will all think strategically in a sense and look in our own lives where there's areas where we can develop habits, it just makes life a lot easier because you don't have to think about things as often. Yeah. Does he talk about, no, I actually, I know he talks about, because we've listened to the audiobook of this together, but um, talking about bad habits and, yep. and yep. breaking those and forming new habits and kind of like, what is your perspective on that? And um, I know you were in the core, so you got like the yeah, core I went to Texas A&M, and I was in the core cadets. Yeah, so you got very to learn very structured. Yeah, so you got yeah. to learn really good habits. But as far as like breaking bad habits and figuring out what are successful, yeah, ha healthy habits, what would you say about? So that? let's talk about a couple things. Let's talk about our bodies, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody, everybody's got a body. That's one thing we all have in common. And some people have different shapes, and so you know, to get out of shape is you know you you uh, you don't eat and you eat too much you don't move enough you know i think the key i heard a guy say one time is that you eat less and move more mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so Common sense. so if i ask most people what do you think a habit is most of us tend to gravitate what we think bad habits are mm -hmm. okay so the key to forming new habits though is you have to replace the old ones mm -hmm. right so for example let's say that i am a smoker and i want to stop smoking okay I can't just one day go, hey, I'm going to stop smoking. I have to replace that with something else. Now, what you want to do, though, is you want to replace that with something that's good, right? Because it's possible I could replace it with eating. Uh, I love Skittles, so I could replace it with eating Skittles, and I could get big as a house, okay, because I've replaced it with something that's not beneficial. So that's one of the habits, but I think more what this, what this writer is talking about is developing patterns to produce success mm -hmm. and thinking strategically about what that looks yeah, like. Absolutely. Sweet. Awesome. So as far as obviously you've been in the core, you are, your business is pretty successful, I mm -hmm. would say, as a reflection of so many of the habits that you've built. Um, but really, how are you applying this now? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is to learn to look for things that work for you. And mm -hmm. one of the notes I read, you know, kind of I wrote down here at the bottom that, that uh, I saw this on a poster one time, and it had a had a, uh, a golf hole that was an island. Mm -hmm. And when you're a golfer and you walk up something like that, it's like, oh, it's going in the water. You know, yeah. so there's one little road that goes out. So it's this giant island. And if you miss the island, then you go in the water, yeah. right? So you have to, you know, take a penalty shot. 
But what this poster said, success is learning how to do something right one time and then doing it that way every time after. Mm. And I think that's the perfect definition of success. So, so how I would like to think we're applying this in business and, and even I think here at home, right? I think I look at, at your life and look how well you've done where Anna's starting at Baylor, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron's uh, in sixth grade, but we, you have seen in us habits, right? Yeah. Like some of the habits that we do is I like to work right? Yes. And so you've, you've seen a strong work ethic. You've seen the benefits of that. Yeah. We're very involved at church, you know, and you've seen the role that God plays in our life, that we have a moral fabric. That's a important part of our habit. Um, you know, as Christians, we talk about the Bible mm-hmm. and we talk about being consistent and reading, reading the Bible. And, you know, one of the things, it's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but one of the things I love about the habit of being disciplined spiritually is that me being a Christian, when I have problems in business, I go to God. Mm-hmm. And I think about the incredible growth that we've had as a company, you know, and a lot of it's just God infusing ideas and into my mind. So the power of, of having spiritual disciplines is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. You've obviously seen me exercise, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm not, I don't run a four minute mile, I can't even run a six minute mile anymore, but at 52, I feel like I'm in good shape. Mm-hmm. That's an important part of habit. You know, I think as crazy as it sounds, having fun, which your mother is never a problem, but, yep. you know, when we get together, we laugh and we have a good time and people want to be a part of that. So I think it's possible. I learned this in the core uh, financially to be mm-hmm. disciplined and develop habits is, is you don't want your whole life to be structured that you're no fun, but you want enough structure so that you can have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh, that makes so, sense. Ooh, that's pretty deep. Ooh, like that was that. deep. I like it. Ooh. Yeah, because I like to have fun. Fun with structure. I mean, because yeah. it's like if I could, I would just live at Disney World the rest of my life yeah. and not. And I've been telling Matt, you know. You could do uh, that for a while. Yeah. If there's, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if I told Matt the other day, I was like, literally just be thinking about it now. But if you want to retire in Florida, I'm not going to be <laughs> he, upset He could be about a boat it. captain. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And it's boats, like, I would not yeah. be upset. And I'm like, we got to save and we got to do really good financially. But we can make it work. So yes, I love that. Sweet. Awesome. Well, we still have quite a bit of time. Sure. Yeah, we're we're of going real we fast. About. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, um, cause I know that throughout, throughout the book, there are several, he tells several stories. Right, right. So out of the stories, you know, kind of what was one of your favorites that really stuck out to you? So I think in, in, I encourage you to read the book and if you don't have time to read, do audible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause you and I did that coming back from Florida. It was actually, yeah, right? coming yeah. back so, from my So Ashley internship. was in her internship at Disney world. And so we listened to this coming back and I had, I had recently read it again. So he opens up with chapter one, it's called the habit loop. And mm-hmm. there was a gentleman whose name was Eugene Pauly. And he's kind of world famous in, in for people who study brains and patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember everything we're talking about here is your brain, brain. right? Your yeah. brain is a computer and we don't think about that. Your brain has chemicals. So there's things that you dread doing. There's chemicals that happen that mm-hmm. create that. There's things you really enjoy, addictions. It's all a chemical, you know, so, so you hate to say it, but our body's just basically a big chemical factory mm-hmm. and uh, electrical circuits, yeah. you know? So what, in some regards, you're learning to kind of control your yeah. brain. Well, and like being aware of that fact makes you have the opportunity to be more in control. Exactly. And, develop and part of it to be careful what habits you start. Yes. There's another book, I don't know if it's on our list, it's called uh, Predictably Irrational. Mm-hmm. And so one of the premises of that book is why would we start doing things that we know could destroy our lives, mm-hmm. right? But we do it all the time. Yeah. People have addictions that they know. So chapter one, he opens up to the story of Eugene Pauly, and he. this was in 1993. He was a 70-year-old man 
who lost most of his memory to a virus. Mm. You know, so virus is a big deal in our society right now. So he had one of these viruses that basically attacked the part of his brain that controlled his memory. Mm. So he could still walk, he could still talk, but he had incredible memory loss. Mm. And so he would see people and he wouldn't remember them. And so it was almost like every day was a new day. So they're like, we're gonna study this guy. And so for the next 15 years, he lived to be 85. Wow. And I think about his sweet wife, what, what, what it must have been through. But he would wake up in the middle of the night and go in the den and turn on TV and it'd start cooking breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the middle of the night and then he'd forget he'd started breakfast to go watch TV. So it was literally for her like having a two or three year old around yeah, the house. Absolutely. But what they, what they figured out is there were patterns of things that he would do. And like he could walk around the block and, and he started this habit and they kind of watched him and he would develop this pattern. So these doctors over this, you know, probably the better part of a decade really studied what were the things that would cause him to form habits, you know, and he, like he probably remembered how to tie his shoe, but he might forget who his daughter was. Mm-hmm. And so are there things that we can learn from someone like that who's gone through really a catastrophic event, but there's certain habits that he had, you know, that allowed him to continue and maintain a lifestyle, certainly yeah. for 15 years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's I yeah. can't imagine. I can't even. I mean, it's just like... You know, and you think about people that get um, either amnesia or people that have Alzheimer's and yeah. they forget family members. It's, you know, we take for granted the power that we have to develop habits. Yeah, exactly. Well, and thinking of, of folks with Alzheimer's and how things like music help yep. accommodate yep. that or, you know, the stereotypical old ladies knitting, like it's actually uh-huh. good for the brain. And right. so doing even small things like that, but then just thinking about in all aspects, the the power that our brain has to affect not only the small things like tying the shoes, but also the relationships that we have and the the power that we have to control not only ourselves, but influence those around us as well, based off of our So so I'll give you an example. So let's talk about a couple of things. You know, you and Matt are are newly married, Mm -hmm. okay? And so you're forming a budget, you know? So I don't know if you remember last night we were watching the movie, watch the new Mulan movie, which is really good, really good, okay? And so I'm sitting there, I don't know if you noticed, I was paying bills. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, you know, when your mother and I got married back in 1992. And so I would remember I had a little budget and I had a computer program called Quick, and I think it's probably still around. Okay. And I put a little budget in there. And so I developed this habit of, you know, I'd allocate certain money. I started saving. You know, mm-hmm. I'd save a certain amount, and we give the church a certain amount. And so I developed these habits. Now, you know, been married almost 30 years. I don't even think about it. I just sit down. I know how much stuff costs. You can ask me, what's your average electrical bill? And I will probably be within about 4.8%, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I just I know the expenses that we're going to have. But it formed this habit early on. So mm-hmm. for you and Matt, I know you're going to do the right kind of things. If you can form the habit of paying your bills and saving, then what happens is you wake up and you're in your 50s and you've accumulated all this wealth because you started a habit in your mm-hmm. 20s. Yeah. And so I think that's that's one of the things that I think all of us need to look at, kind of take an inventory, even if you're older, even if you're in your 50s, is what are things I'm doing that are working well? Mm-hmm. And let's keep doing those things. And, and, and start off small. So, for example, we talked a little bit about working out. You know, don't go out and decide you're going to go run five miles. You'll kill yourself. But say, you know what, I'm going to walk 10, 10 minutes today mm-hmm. and develop this habit. And then what happens is once you get kind of like it's like you're building a road in your brain, once you begin to build those patterns, it's easier to load on those yeah. existing habits. Yeah, so you want to do it in stages, not do all it in at stages, once. right. Yeah. yeah, because what happens is when we try to do too much, like if you decide you want to read, and it's like, you know, I know this crazy Chris Alexander guy loves to read all the time, so I'm going to read a book a week. 
if you've never done that before, yeah. you're just going to overload yourself. So say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to target today. I can read 15 minutes, you know, maybe I'm going to turn off the news and I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes. And what you'll find is you are going to naturally gravitate toward good things that you like. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you know, at some point you're like, you know, I want to spend an hour a day reading maybe, yeah. or maybe you decide you don't like it and you want to go run for an hour a day. I'll I don't just, know. I'll just listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> stick to that. I got to edit it. Anyway, I got to admit, so. I think people are doing that. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to read the book, but I enjoy y'all talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've had a couple of people <laughs> comment about that. So yeah, sweet. Awesome. Well, any other final thoughts on this book and yeah so one of the things it. i wrote you know so i think those of you who have watched or listened to us we've got these little sheets that ashley made and so i i sit down and i kind of fill them out and so um one of my favorite football coaches is tony dungy mm. and read his book and he's written a couple books but his first book that was kind of his autobiography and it's a great story just kind of about his life and he played football he loved football and he was a good athlete he played for the pittsburgh steelers but he is a great coach. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, one of the things that this book talked about is that um, I had no idea one of the reasons that he was so successful. But here's what he said, and this is from page 61. Champions don't do extraordinary things. They do ordinary things, but they do them without thinking too fast for the other team to react. They follow the habits they've learned. And what I wrote was, that's pretty good advice from the only coach in NFL history to reach the playoff in 10 consecutive wow. years. Okay. So what he did with his players is he did drills and he said, we're going to do this. If this happens and this happens, and he did it over and over again, probably to the point that they got sick of it. Mm -hmm. But what you want, it's just like in the military, they do a lot of training, is that when you get in the middle of a firefight, you want the habits to kick in so you don't have to think. Yeah. And so one of the things I want you to do next time you get in your car, and let's say that you, you, know, you and Matt go to the same grocery store every time, you get in the car and what you will find is you don't even think. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I was backing out and I found myself at the front of the driveway and I, I stopped and I was like, how did I even get here, mm -hmm. right? That's what you want to develop, good habits, that you do things and you don't even think about mm -hmm. them. You know? Now on the other side of the coin, when you have bad habits, you start doing something that's like, how do I even get to this point? Yeah. But the bottom line is if we do enough to displace the bad habits, it's amazing what we can accomplish. Mm -hmm. And kind of wrapping things up, if you're a leader in an organization, and I know I get texts from you know, some of you who are listening and watching these, is, and I know you're listening, but if you're in a position of leadership, you want to make sure that you're teaching the people in your organization. I mean, as a, as a leader, you have a great responsibility, mm -hmm. right? And you need to learn what works for yourself, and then you need to teach other people how to do it. And you need to constantly be, okay, if what I'm doing is working or not working, I need to adapt. Mm -hmm. But then you need to teach the guys and the gals below you how to do that and constantly keep that process going. And then the ultimate is, in an organization, when you've got like three or four layers, and so you're up here, and the, the, the people that you've taught, they're teaching the people below them, and you're building an organization that's yeah. built on habits. It's a legacy. It's exactly, you know. Yeah. And then at that point, leadership gets fun, and you have to stop worry. You don't have to worry so much about the daily details, mm -hmm. but you can focus more on the strategic vision. Yeah. And Marcus Buckingham said, what defines a leader is their preoccupation with the future, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're so focused on doing the daily things, you cannot be focused on where the future is. And a lot of organizations 
lose sight of the fact that you can't grow if you don't have leaders at the top who think long term. But if they're too busy because they haven't developed good habits in the business, you can't be strategic, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's like kind of like where you know your mother and I are now. We're able to think more strategically. But 30 years ago, when we were first started dating, we're just planning what the family is going to be, yeah. right? So you have to earn the right in in order to be strategic. But books like this help you establish habits that allow that to happen. Yeah. Cool. Well, Matt and I are going to get there. We're you will. We're you establishing will. habits. It's all good. good Sweet. Ones. Awesome. Sweet. Was well, that it? Can think of anything I think. Else? I think so. I think that's yeah. most of it. You know, I encourage as I said. You know, Ashley and I encourage you to either listen to it or to read it. <laughs> or to read it. And uh, you know, just kind of let us know your thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of you are. Um, I primarily use LinkedIn. I think I probably mm-hmm. got about eight thousand connections on yeah. LinkedIn, which is great. You know, and so that's the primary way that I distribute it. You know, but if you like what we're doing, put a like. You know, I've got mm-hmm. probably like thirty or forty people. If it's a really good one, that will like it. But like it. Um, if you're old like me, start liking stuff because we need to we we need to catch up with you guys. I know. Yeah, you know? seriously. No, we need to. Yeah. If yeah, absolutely. Please um, like it, share it if you if you enjoyed it and want to let other people know what we're doing. Um, and then also comment and let us know. Like you got an email. You know. You know yeah, somebody, I got yeah. I got a sweet message off of Instagram um, from some some precious woman. And so yeah, just like let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast, on the books that you're reading. Um, give us your insights and and all of that so yes but um if you're listening you can watch this on youtube at business by the books if you're watching you can also listen to it anywhere there are podcasts so whether that's apple podcasts or spotify or anywhere um yeah and so feel free to reach out to us we have our instagram at business by the books and then we also have our email which is business by the books podcast at gmail.com so we do look out for those emails and any of the messages that you guys send and we really appreciate all of the support that we have received um over the past couple of months it's been really sweet really cool so we are back at it we are you know i mean it's consistent for you guys so far, for the most part. Um, we're <laughs> just, just for us. We took yeah, a break. Yeah, just for us. We took a break for a little bit, dealing with all the family stuff. So, um, yes, but thank you guys so much for watching. You want to close this out? I do. Awesome. And hopefully you've memorized this by now. <laughs> but if you're not reading, you're not leading. Awesome. Thank you guys, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.